Welcome to the Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And we are continuing our series on weird stuff in the Bible. Oh. And today we shall talk about Lady Wisdom. I was going to try to roll an R in there and to make it sound. There's, there's no R. Yeah, I realize that. Lady Wisdom. <laughs> nope. It's fine. In it sounds this episode of Jamin's Trying Too Hard. Lady Wisdom, do you guys, have you guys ever heard of such this lady in the Bible? Yes. Nope. Where at? Here at 1208. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but like in the Bible context. Uh, I don't remember where it comes from. This sounds weird. And it is weird. It comes from Proverbs and uh, at first sight it kind of sounds sort of blasphemous. <laughs> like, Wait, are you trying to say that ladies can't have wisdom? Mm. No, that, is not that what was, I was not at all what he was saying, Casey. Nope. Not where I was going. Okay, mm. good. <laughs> Rather, the blasphemy is it sounds like some other like deity of sorts creating the world with God. And that's what sounds kind of blasphemous. You got to remember, too, like Israel struggled a lot with the other gods all the time. And so part of you, like, it would be perhaps a natural inclination at first to be like, all right, who brought some other religion into, into this and wrote this down? So is there any correlation to Athena? Uh, not to my knowledge, but we're going to dive a little deeper. So, but that, that would be probably a natural inclination for like an outsider, like a Greek, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to read the Bible. They'd be like, why is there this female deity with God creating the world? Someone want to explain this to me, you know? So that would be a natural, like first response. Cause it sounds weird. So we, as monotheists who know that there is really only one God who made everything spiritual and physical, and he is the one creator of all things. Why does his sacred word suddenly have lady wisdom coming alongside of him creating the world? So Proverbs 8, 22 to 31 says this, and we'll have it read in a lady's voice since it is in fact a lady. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there was no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Why are you laughing? I was done abounding <laughs> He was with drinking water. water when you mentioned water, which was very funny. It wasn't that <laughs> funny, but now it's less funny since we explained it. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him. Like a master workman, I was, and I was daily his delight. Rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the children of man. So, what do we do with this passage? I mean, I have a, I have a question. Yeah. So, does this, is that supposed to be an interpretation, or could it be an interpretation of the Holy Spirit with God? 
So the Holy Spirit, actually, if I understand right in Hebrew, that's a kind of feminine form. Uh, like, you know how, like, in Spanish there's... El Nino, El Nina. Yeah, so, like, you say a word differently if you mean... Or even certain words, like, la versus... L. L, like, that implies, like, I'm going to say a male thing or a female thing. Hebrew has the same thing. English has the same thing, though maybe not as... Recognize? I don't know. Uh, maybe we do not as pronounced. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> in Hebrew, the Holy Spirit does have a feminine like connotation to the word spirit. So, so yeah, that would be an interesting way to think about it because we know that the Holy Spirit's there in the beginning of Genesis, creating the world with God, right? Mm -hmm. So we could be thinking like, well, the three in one. Yeah, yeah. So we could be thinking the Holy Spirit here. Yeah. So here's. Here's one of the questions, though, like, you know, as Casey kind of, like, showed us at a first thought kind of thing, like, so you say you're a Greek, reading the Hebrew Bible, you come across this, you're like, why is Athena in here? Or, like, why is there a female form of a deity working alongside God? What's going on here? That would be probably a common thing to jump to if you've got all these other gods in mind. But the, the Greeks of Jesus' time who who were Jewish, like, they had a way of interpreting this. So when we look at some of Paul's writing, we already see that Paul talks about Jesus as though he's been there always, right? He was there in the beginning. He helped create the world. <laughs> like, th those are some pretty extravagant statements, you know? Like, they're probably still trying to really wrap their minds around who Jesus is early on after, after he's ascended into heaven. Some of them are probably just thinking like he's just some guy God chose. Some are probably thinking like he's he's more than than just a guy. And then others are actually, and this is where the Bible goes, it goes the whole distance of, no, that was God himself. <laughs> you know, like, that's an extravagant statement. And it, it, it's so extravagant that I think when we're reading our Bibles, it still catches us off guard. Because we come across statements where like, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and all things were created through Him. You're like, wait, you're talking about Jesus. Jesus created the world? You know, like, in our minds, we're now imagining human Jesus, like, <laughs> flying across the face of the deep and creating the world. And yet that's as the Bible does go that distance. Not necessarily say that He's doing it in human form, but that Jesus has always existed, that Jesus is God, and that Jesus created the world. So... When we have that in mind, and at the beginning, we're thinking, yes, the Holy Spirit is creator. He's there in the beginning. But also Jesus is there in the beginning, creating things. Uh, Colossians 1.15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. So you see, like, Jesus is a part of the creation, right? Uh, sorry, a part of creating the world. Um but then we start to recognize that there's moments where Jesus is called the wisdom of God. And this is, here's, here's something that's interesting, okay? So Luke eleven forty nine, Jesus says, uh, therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles. So we all know that we have four gospels and each gospel says it a little differently, but generally the same way, except for John, which is like very different. Luke eleven forty nine 49, again, Jesus says, the wisdom of God said, and then Matthew 23, 34 says the same verse, 
And then he says, therefore, I send you prophets. So Luke's version says the wisdom of God sent prophets. And then Matthew 23 has Jesus saying, I sent prophets. So Matthew's just like working right off of Luke here, right? It's like he's reading the transcript and then changing the words. Like the wisdom of God sent it. Come on, Luke, we know who the wisdom of God is, right? You know, like, and so when he writes it down instead, it's like, instead of wisdom, just Jesus sent these prophets, right? Well, wait, but wouldn't, I thought, wasn't Matthew written first? Or they could be working the other way around. I, I, I don't know. People fight about date all the time, and I... Because I think Mark, they, they, they think Mark was first, Matthew Mark, was Mark second, was third, Luke was first. third. Mark was first because it's like the shorter one mm -hmm. and to the point, and then these other ones are expanding. Uh, but I don't remember between Matthew and Luke. So if it is the other way around, sure, but they're still making the same point, right? Right. One of them's piggybacking off of the other to try to say the wisdom of God and Jesus are the same person. And that's not the only place where we start to get these correlations. So one of the, the big ones in the Bible is Hebrews 1, 1 through 3, uh, which says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he spoke to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. Okay, so we're thinking of Jesus creating the world again, which is a lady wisdom thing, right? He is the radiance, or in Greek, apogasma, of the glory of God. Now that word apogasma, is the, that is the only time in the entire Bible that word shows up. Guess where else it shows up? Eschatological. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in Genesis, maybe? That would be a good thought, but since it's a Greek word... Oh, well, right. yeah, well. but they had a Greek Bible, so that's still a good thought. But it actually shows up in um, the Wisdom of Solomon, which is a, it's not a Bible book, but it's a Jewish book that the people of their time read. So we've talked about like the Book of Enoch before, right? That's not a Bible book, but it's a book that your Bible writers were familiar with and thought was important. The Wisdom of Solomon's like that. It was an important book to the people who wrote the Bible, even though the Wisdom of Solomon is not a biblical book. So to put this in nerd terms, it's like some DLC that's not a part of the original. Uh, I mean, it's not exactly downloadable. I mean, I'm putting it in nerd terms. I'm stretching this a little bit. Uh, all the analogies are imperfect, but the wisdom of Solomon would have come out before the New Testament. So the New Testament would have been the DLC. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, my analogy doesn't work. Well... I tried. It was a stretch in the first place. Anyways, <laughs> in the Wisdom of Solomon, we get this whole uh, part. Wisdom of Solomon 7.23 to verse 8.1, chapter 8.1, is all about Lady Wisdom again. And within that, Lady Wisdom is called the Apogasma of God. And since we only have this word once in Hebrews, there's... And, and because right when Hebrews mentions the apogasma, it's also talking about how Jesus created the world. Those are two like connecting ideas and correlations that Hebrews is probably working right off of the wisdom of Solomon saying, Lady Wisdom is Jesus. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, so this is where the gender thing usually confuses people. Right. Yeah. Is that where we're going? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but here's the other thing, though. It had been stated the wisdom of God and then lady wisdom are two separate things, right? Had it been? Because uh, in Mark, it, or Matthew, or Luke, it said the wisdom of God. It didn't actually say lady wisdom. So yeah. It's the wisdom of God and lazy lady wisdom. Lazy the, wisdom. And lady <laughs> wisdom. Are those the same thing? So lady wisdom, first off, I think is a term that we just kind of use to describe this feminine wisdom of God that created the world. I don't think the Bible actually uses the term lady wisdom. Okay. But it is described in such a way that it has this feminine form to it as the raised eyebrows just caught our attention here. So here's the thing. Wisdom in Hebrew is a feminine term. Okay. So if you're going to describe the wisdom of God, if you were to do that in male form, it would sound confusing. Confusing, right? You would naturally, in your poetic ability, you would go the feminine route because it's a feminine word. So, so, uh, so would it be like another analogy again? So we'll see. Would it be like trying to call somebody a beautiful man? Like beautiful is not usually used for men. Yeah, we'd use like handsome. Handsome instead, man. Right? Yeah. Or a handsome woman, likewise, would sound weird. Which these these words go together. You're a beautiful man, you know, or you're a handsome woman. I guess you can do that. But yes, we have our masculine and feminine. That was just I was trying to relate it to modern day. Yeah. Language. So yeah, in this case. What Hebrews and Matthew and Luke are doing is they're all likening, and John, you know, like anyone who's saying like Jesus created the world, like they're thinking that Jesus is God. And anyone who knows their Bible well knows that there was this entity of God's wisdom creating the world with him ever since the beginning. She was always there, and they would go so far as to say that she is Jesus, that he puts on human form, comes down to us. And in that case, sure, Jesus takes on the form of, like, uh, a masculine body. But, like, does God have gender? Like, we use the word he to describe him. But, like, is that is that how God works, you know? I mean, considering God existed before he created gender. Right. So, like, we're, we're using words that we can to describe God, but is God a gender? Likewise, if the Holy Spirit in Hebraic form is technically feminine, and it might be in Greek as well, so then you have, like, the Holy Spirit is like, got this female kind of gender of God. And then you have Jesus, who is Lady Wisdom of the Old Testament, and then, you know, the uh, male man. <laughs> the male human being uh, walking around in human flesh. So, like, of course, gender becomes confusing when we're talking about deity, but this passage here isn't really concerned with gender so much as it is theology. Who is the wisdom of God? Well, it's Jesus. He's always been here. He is God. He created the world, and then he came to us in human form because God, the Spirit, and Jesus are the same. So you can attribute to all of them like the same thing. So even though they work in different ways, and we have a whole episode on that, you can check out our episode on the Trinity to see like usually when you're like 
compartmentalizing. Is that the right word? Mm -hmm. When you're trying to, what was the word I said? Compartmentalizing. I can't say that word right. When you're doing that, they usually work in different ways, but they are still the same being. And Lady Wisdom is not a fourth, like the holy quadrilogy. Of, you know, that's not what it's doing. Rather, just as like the angel of the Lord and the word of God, we've talked about these before that Jesus embodies these characters like Jesus is embodying in the same way. Lady Wisdom carries that same like this is him in an Old Testament perspective type of way. And wisdom always had to be there, right? Can you imagine God not having wisdom at some point? So, of course, wisdom's been there since the beginning. What were you going to say? But I thought Jesus in the Old Testament sort of way was the angel of the Lord. So you're telling me he's both? Didn't I just say that? I, well, so Jesus in the Old Testament shows up, can be seen in many different ways. The angel, the angel of the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. That one specific angel that whenever it speaks, it speaks like it's God and can be worshipped for reasons that it shouldn't be if it wasn't God. But then the word of the Lord was another term used for this physical embodiment of God. And now we also see Lady Wisdom is another form that can be used for uh, this Old Testament concept of God. Then we see Jesus come along and the New Testament writers like, Lady Wisdom, Jesus. <laughs> Angel of the Lord, Jesus. The word of the Lord, Jesus, right? So, so whenever they didn't know what something was, it always then becomes <laughs> Jesus. Well, any, yeah, they just had ways of saying like these these manifestations of God that we didn't fully understand in the Old Testament, Jesus. <laughs> so, does that does that help or is that? So what yeah. you're saying it's Sunday school. The correct answer. Is the correct Jesus. answer is Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you'd be right most of the time. What is it? Jesus, John Wesley, or C.S. Lewis, isn't that what I was told in college? <laughs> Answer with one of these three things and you'll be fine. Uh, anyways, Lady Wisdom. Jesus. <laughs> so be sure to like, comment, subscribe down below, and also join us in the Discord for more conversations. And if you don't, A little over the top. <laughs> That's the fun <laughs> Yeah, but that was like a fake Casey scream. That was a very clear. <laughs> that one goes after the bloopers. <laughs> when you when you scream with your falsetto voice, you're singing falsetto voice.